0: Ends in 3, two, one. Hello everybody and welcome back to Nurture and Support, a recommendation podcast sharing all the awesome since 2013. I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And I'm Mel at Karmic9 on Twitter and Instagram. And back with us, kind of as usual these days, is Dr. Mike.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm Dr. Mike at official pagan on everything and i'm mostly when i say thank you i'm mostly just referring to mel since kelly has taken it upon himself to malign my character on recent episodes of nurture and support <laughs> that i as a hardened supporter just listen to and sob
1: good you're welcome
0: <laughs> big old check mark right there <laughs> so that's what i had about. to
2: put on extra can of bird oil after my shower tonight just so i could calm down for the show
1: Well, you know, people like to hear Kelly diss you so that they know they have something to look forward to because you'll get back at him in the next squat Cobbler.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not going to stoop to Kelly's level. I'm going to keep things... On the up-and-up, take the high road, as I'm off to do.
0: So you want to share with the Nerd Transport listeners, Mike, your idea for the next Squat Cobbler, (laughs) or not, Mr. High Road?
2: Where we read some comments?
0: Yeah, are there other things, too, you were going to do? So...
2: We're going to read some comments on an upcoming episode of Squat Cobbler, particularly some of the negative comments, because I think especially with a lot of things that are going on in the world, maybe we can talk not I don't want to say like an overly topical way, but talk around sort of negative Internet commenting and cyberbullying a little bit and then show a different perspective. I'm going to share a video that was just given to me with Kelly, who hasn't seen it and will be watching it for the first time on Squat Cobbler of a positive reaction to our work. Okay. Just to show people that you don't have to be negative, you can, you know, be upbeat and positive and complimentary.
0: Oh, goody. Yay. (laughs) I can hardly
2: wait.
1: Upbeat is always what I think of when Kelly.
0: It was interesting because I I wondered why Mike had had asked. There was a particularly memorable early comment on Squat Cobbler. And Mike had asked for which show that was on, so I found it. It has actually been taken down either by YouTube or the user, but it was kind of a rough one. And then I went back and looked at it. And when we first started doing Alice Cooper reviews, we weren't getting a lot of positive feedback <laughs> Weird. which is interesting because those have been our most viewed video it was kind of rough going i think we've lucked out on nurture and support mile that there's really kind of never been anybody that's kind of gone after us to the early squat cobbler comments were.
1: well with a name like squat cobbler versus a name like nurture and support <laughs> they don't know that it's ironic
0: Whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll rename to hug cobbler or something like that. righty, but I
1: don't hug people.
0: That's that's the only good side of this pandemic is the that <laughs> that's like I think it's dead. It's out. It's so awesome. Yeah. Good good news. Yeah.
1: Social me. distancing is my lifestyle, so I'm fine with this.
0: But this is actually Nurture and sport, not squat cobbler. So we'll actually do the Nurture and sport thing, which is recommendations. And let me head head off Mike's comment that I'm sure is going to come, that yes, my recommendation is Disney+. Plus. Yes, I'm aware that Mel currently does not have Disney+. Plus. No, I'm not recommending this to mock Mel's lack of access to Disney+. Are we clear on that, Dr. Mike? Bullies don't
2: think they're bullies.
0: It's <laughs> true. Really, there's a two. T- Mel, you're not helping? <laughs> so, anyway. Remember, um, I'm
2: all about positivity now, Kelly. Turning right. things around. That's right.
0: So. But yet, so I think this will be yet another reason to consider getting uh, Disney Plus at some point. It is a. It's not about
2: you, Mel. But you were the first comment.
0: <laughs> Mike, Mike, this is my talk time, not your talk time. <laughs> it's called Secrets of the Zoo, and it's a. There's three seasons of it now, and it's shot at the Columbus Zoo in Ohio. And I think, this, particularly, Mel, given your background, this may be of some pretty strong interest to you because it is. Just tons of footage and stories of what kind of goes on at the Columbus zoo. And they have actually kind of two locations, one location is the zoo proper. And then there's another area that's called the wilds, which is half hour away or so and it's a much more kind of open range area it's not it's not a zoo proper it's really just kind of more of a the animals are a lot more free to roam it's a lot more open space they have a huge amount of herds and all of those kinds of things so they kind of jump back and forth between the zoo and the wilds different issues come up i don't think there's been a single episode i've watched where there wasn't an animal anesthetized to Give it a checkup or do some surgery or something like that. So you, you learn a lot about animal anesthetization, <laughs> which is interesting, but pretty likable camera ready crew that they've got there. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good looking bunch of people. They kind of cover with the, the various the zookeepers, the vets, and then the folks that kind of work the, the wilds, which are kind of more crazy guys in trucks that are taking animals, but it's a, it's super interesting. I learn a lot of things. I think Mel already knows, but I've been learning a lot. The one thing I didn't know that, you know, we've all considered getting a large cat as a pet after watching Tiger King. You know, we've all, we've all kind of figured that was something to do. And this show's not helping because they are to the easily influenced like me going, well, you know, if you were going to get one, you'd probably want to get a cheetah. Because cheetahs are not, they're timid. They're really not aggressive. And in fact, they, they actually will pair them up with like, I'll put dogs in with the cheetahs to help build the cheetah's confidence up. And they end up playing on there, which is, I kind of know the, the cheetah dog thing. I'd seen that before maybe at the Columbus Zoo, but uh, they kind of cover a lot of that. So you get a lot of cheetah action, but it didn't sound good. Flamingos. <laughs> so let's wait for Mike. <laughs> Flamingos, penguin. Yeah, you know, this is
2: your talk time, Kelly.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. That's really good to hear. But it's super interesting. Got a little bit of educational component, interesting personalities on there. Not a lot of drama between anybody at the zoo. You Don't get any of that kind of junk. It's all about the animals and the care for them. Episodes run about 50 minutes. I think they did air on some cable channel. Because there are commercial breaks there, but obviously on, on Disney Plus it just rolls through to the next segment. It's really interesting, informative, and fun, and a positive experience in these times of not always a lot of positive. So my recommendation for this week is Secrets of the Zoo on Disney Plus.
1: So what I find alarm most alarming about that is that it's in season three on Disney Plus. Has it has Disney Plus been around for three years yet?
0: I think this is a port. Have
1: I missed that much?
0: <laughs> no, this is a port from something else. So I think the first it aired on okay. I don't know, History or Discovery or something like that. So they're just, I think, porting it and distributing okay. it out there, like like The Simpsons.
1: Well, that's cool. That does very much align with my interest. And I will be getting Disney Plus soon, as soon as I settle down and get time to watch The Mandalorian, because <laughs> <laughs> now there's several shows I'm trying to watch. I'm sorry, Mike.
2: What was that? I said, so you can stop picking on her, Kelly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) So, Mike, it's your talk time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the show sounds really interesting, your recommendation. My concern is I've never been a big animal show watcher. I like animals, but never really got too much in animal documentaries or shows. Watching Tiger King was concerning to me. In retrospect, because one of my big takeaways about halfway through the show when they started talking about purchasing the tigers was, You're telling me I could buy a tiger. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's within, I'm going to call it a reasonable price range to, <laughs> to buy a tiger compared to what I would have imagined. Like if you were like, How much do you think a tiger costs? Tens of thousands of dollars is what would have popped into my head. Not a couple grand. I could buy a tiger. So that's my concern now going into any. <laughs> animal show is that with all the the murder meth hillbilly antics of that show i walked away with so i could go buy a tiger like i have a barn that's big enough for a tiger <laughs> so i'm concerned watching another it's
1: probably not legal though where you live
2: <laughs> i mean you know i don't know again i've never been i don't have any pets so i don't really know what the legalities of that are i'm pretty sure if it's in the barn it's fine though
1: Um, Many states have have laws against owning particularly large predators, but exotic animals. So I live in Texas and we don't have laws about much of any of that. That's why (laughs) we have so many big cat places in Texas. Smells like I um, own
2: seven tigers.
1: (laughs) Then you should expect a visit from some people.
2: (laughs) Honestly, really, I want a goat.
1: Goats are, unfortunately, legal most places.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're legal here. Like, I've seen people with goats in their yards. Yes.
1: And I don't think they were, like,
2: wild goats that (laughs) happened upon their, their city yards.
1: Goats are very fun to watch, particularly when they're little babies. But they will eat your car if you give them a chance. So just be careful.
2: So you guys heard it here. Mel said you should definitely get a goat.
0: <laughs>
1: Picked you up can, on the subtext. You can do goat yoga, you know. So there you go. I'm
0: in. Yeah, and Mike has the whole "I thought it was legal in the barn" argument. Ever worked for you on anything? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I keep trying. I did have to break it to Corey. Corey's going to be coming over to get some recording done, and he's like, "Oh, I've never seen the barn." I was like, "Your mom has."
1: <laughs> and he said, "I thought it was
2: just like another your mom joke." Until his his mom was texting him like, "Oh, have you been in the barn?"
1: <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike, Mike! <sighs>
2: it's his fault. He's young. He's related to women. He basically brought this on himself.
1: Most people, As most of
0: us do, <laughs> and most people are related to women at, at some point. <laughs> Doctor Mike.
1: <laughs> Usually,
2: <laughs> I didn't say the barrier for entry was really high. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, is it my turn, so, Kelly? It is. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna build off of a recommendation from one of my previous nurture and support recommendations. And I am going to recommend Unsolved Mysteries, the Netflix reboot of <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries that recently started. Have you guys watched it at all? I, have I not. haven't. You're terrible people. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um so so N- Unsolved Mysteries, for anybody who isn't familiar, was a series of TV specials with various hosts that was then turned into a TV series hosted by Robert Stack, then was spun off into other shows hosted by other people, TV movies, and all kinds of other stuff. Netflix recently brought it back. I'm I'm sure there's a million episodes on it. <laughs> It seems like at this point and I had recommended the vinyl edition of the unsolved mystery soundtrack on one of my previous appearances on this show. Well, Netflix recently rebooted the show yet again with the producers of stranger things (laughs) heading it up. So, and it's a very different approach to the show. I kind of thought it wasn't a good idea because other than, The core Robert Stack episodes, I don't like the other stuff that they've done with Unsolved Mysteries. I never saw the movie, so I can't really comment on those. There are three of them. I looked it up. There are three Unsolved Mysteries features, but there's been various reboots and spinoff shows that I've checked out, and they're not good. (laughs) they don't carry it on well so I was a little apprehensive about checking the show out but I like Netflix I love Stranger Things so I had high expectations for it it is a really different series it is the same sort of like cold case structure and asking people at the end uh, for tips and things like that but it is not for anybody who hasn't seen the original show Uh, it was a news magazine style show where they would do like three or four different segments about different things this is a series of one hour crime documentaries there's no host it's played like a very serious straightforward documentary so and of course Netflix has built a reputation over the past few years with their true crime documentaries and that quality level minus the tigers and meth continues over into this and unfortunately no point was i like i can buy a tiger watching it but it was good you get an hour with each particular case and i feel like it's a good amount of time um there are crime documentaries that i've gotten into particularly the miniseries ones where i feel like maybe they stretch them out a little bit or other things like you know going back and watching the original unsolved mysteries now where you only get 5 or 10 minutes about a particular case and you want to know more about it and you have to go and do your own research. I found watching these the 1 hour documentary format worked really well.
1: Cool. I've seen people talking about it. So is Robert
0: Stack like Dean Jones dead?
2: <laughs> yes, he is. Robert Stack is dead. Um, I think a, a number of the hosts that they've had on the show over the years are deceased now, but I I think that's in part because it's like 90 years old at this point <laughs> as a franchise, <laughs> so I don't I don't think there's any conspiracy there. <laughs> I think it's just you know the original host was like Raymond Burr or something like that. <laughs> so it's it's been on for a long time in various <laughs> incarnations. So I actually I really like that they went hostless for it because I don't think some of the other hosts did a great job. Nothing against them individually. It's just they were trying. Everybody was just trying to ape what Robert Stack had done. And it just felt weird to me watching it, having grown up on the Robert Stack episodes of the show. And so I, I like that there's no host to it. They do, there is a new version of the sort of classic theme song that's more like atmospheric and ambient sounding. So I really like that. And I, I like, they're good well-made documentaries and it it's surprisingly i've seen some memes already that were pretty funny about uh a younger generation sort of discovering the show and then getting frustrated when there's no resolution to the crime at the end not realizing that it's called unsolved mysteries so i've seen variations of the memes on that that were pretty funny but i was just reading today when i was looking up some stuff about the show based off of the popularity of one of the documentaries in the series they have exhumed the body of one of the victims. They, yeah, so it's it's already had a real-world effect a few weeks after airing initially. So there are six documentaries that have aired now, and there are six more coming later in the year.
1: Hmm. I don't think I've watched that show since Robert Stack.
2: <laughs> it's a, it's oh, not see. the same thing anymore. It's standalone documentaries, just under yeah. Up Mysteries as like a, a brand. Hmm.
1: That's cool. I'll have to check it out because I finally hooked my TV up. <laughs> so it's been about six months, but hey. So that's a, eventually.
0: that's a mile long Netflix queue you have going then probably.
1: I got on it when I was setting up, signing into all of uh, the web apps on there. And wow, <laughs> there's some stuff in my queue that I'm like, I'm not sure I really care about anymore. But of course I had to go add some other stuff. So Hopefully I'll have some Netflix recommendations myself someday, maybe.
0: Yeah, and, it's, and so one of those, I'm sure, sitting in your queue recommendation is Get Me Roger Stone, a recommendation I made. And you missed the window where you could have really enjoyed that. Where it was like, I was yeah.
1: so- <laughs> Unfortunately, I still have the same feelings about Roger Stone that I had back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, there was like a, there was a happy path for you, and then no, there's not.
1: I've missed the moment I can be happy. Yeah. I understand. I did.
0: Yeah, so I, did. I, I, I missed I, many things. Uh, yeah, I'd probably pull that one out. <laughs> I don't think that, that's not going to help the situation. I don't need that reminder. No,
1: no, no. I wish I could remember what it is. My mom's been watching some crime. And it's not unsolved mysteries, but it's something kind of like that that's on one of the cable channels now that I've seen a few times. And um, I, I was thinking about it. Made me the only reason I bring it up. It made me think about unsolved mysteries the other day. So, very timely recommendation, Doctor Mike.
2: I do what I can. Plus, like I said, I was reading that article that one of the victims who was profiled in this body was exhumed because yeah. apparently because of tips from the show. So. Should be interesting to see how that plays out in in an internet world now with unsolved mysteries existing.
1: Yeah. So, do they still ask for tips at the end of the show?
2: They do. It it just directs you to the website.
1: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> they don't want it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Plus, with no host, there's there's no and there's no voiceover or anything
1: like that. I huh.
2: yeah, it's more of a straight like gritty documentary.
1: Hmm. Cool. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out because I've got a couple of podcasts in my queue too that I haven't listened to that are also along the same lines of that. So unsolved murders, nifty. So I think that makes it my turn, and my recommendation is gonna be very short and very, very probably not interesting to many of you, but it kind of fits with you know I've talked about my pet so many times over the years of this show so. I kind of have a zoo of animals myself in my house and I recently bought on Amazon a very nifty little contraption for I believe it was like 11.99 that really does wonders around my house. It's called a Mr. Siga, S-I-G-A, soft bristle brush scrubber. I know all of you are really, really, really thrilled to hear that. But this little thing, basically, it's a long brush. It's a brush. It's about, I don't know, probably six inches or so of surface area. And it's got these silicone nubbies on it, which sounds really great. But when you wipe your couch with it, it gets all this dog hair off. So given that I have a ton of animals, I was amazed. Y'all should have been here when I was using this brush because like many people in quarantine, I've been on a cleaning spree and de-haired all of my furniture, which was amazing because I didn't think it really had as much dog hair in it as it did. And you just have to see it to believe it. It's like an infomercial. So, and it's cute and it's blue and i even bought one for the floor and it works too so it's just a cute little blue and white scrubby brush with bristles that i'm sure mike has something to comment on about (laughs) and it cleans pretty much everything so i know the two of you probably aren't that interested in that but for other people out there who have pets kelly has cats That you need to get rid of cat hair and dog hair and even people hair. It cleans up everything my comforters and my weighted blanket, which I've talked about on here before that has to be dry cleaned. I took a picture because it was an amazing amount of dog hair that I got off my weighted blanket, which I was just astonished at. So, anyway, I'll end it there because it's so terribly interesting. But really, I felt the need that people need to know that these little contraptions exist. So you don't have to buy that one, but I actually looked in the stores to find one and I couldn't find it. So I had to buy it online, but they come in all different shapes and sizes, but they're very neat. And they clean up dog hair amazingly. So you should try it if you have a dog with a lot of hair,
0: like I do. So let me head Mike off. And say the only comment we'll, we'll make on silicone nubbies on the show is it's a great band name. I <laughs> think we can we can agree that that we can go with that, and that's all we need to say, right? <laughs> okay. I,
2: I was going to say Kelly knows all about silicone yes, nubbies.
0: Yeah, see, this was the part you weren't. So after you've cleaned everything, does it does it is it easy to kind of get the stuff off of it, or is it? That's yeah, good. because
1: it's silicone. Because it's silicone, nothing sticks to it really. So you can just rinse it off it works i mean it was amazing i know it doesn't sound that way but i was amazed it doesn't take apparently it doesn't take a lot to amaze me in these days of apocalyptic pandemic quarantine however i was amazed it was like the best thing that happened to me all week
0: (laughs) it um. Can you use it as preventative pre in a pre-shed mode? Because we've had a couple of dog visitors to our pool recently and they had just ah. a great time and it's awesome. It was super fun. Uh, and then the next day when I get out to clean the pool, I'm like, wow. There are two wigs down at the bottom of the of the pool where all the amazing amount of hair came off of those a remarkable amount of hair came off. Can I pre pre brush these dogs before they go in?
1: Not with this particular product, but what I would recommend is a furminator brush. There are several knockoffs of the Furminator brush that you can get on the good old Amazons and everywhere else, but the Furminator, it's F-U-R-M-I-N-A-T-O-R, like the Terminator. Furminator brushes have been around for quite a while, but they are the best brush out there to de-shed basically any pet. And they work amazingly well. You'll be shocked at the amount of hair that you can get off of your dog. So that will help keep the hair out of your pool, but they're always gonna shed when they get wet. So, But it will help, it will. Okay. It will, but unfortunately, the Mr. Sega soft bristle brush scrubber will not work on your pet. So.
0: I like the name. <laughs> I like the name a lot.
1: I know. That's why I picked that one. The Mr. Sega soft bristle brush scrubber. Mike. <laughs> I'm
2: just trying to think if if I need one for the barn after I get the goat. <laughs>
1: I think you do. Goats do shed.
2: And the tiger. The
1: tigers definitely shed. <laughs> But I don't think that will be your biggest worry. Yeah.
0: and With the goat and the tiger in the barn? Yeah. Because you're you're pretty much only going to have a tiger pretty quick.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure the goat's not going to like the tiger anyway. and He will eat his way out of your barn, which will leave a hole in your barn for the tiger to escape into the neighborhood and eat small children.
2: I mean, as long as it comes home. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it'll make a nice new story for the apocalyptic pandemic quarantine times.
2: I mean... I'm not saying that children's lives don't matter, but like cats eat mice. <laughs> it's proportionately the same thing.
0: <laughs> and on that note, I think we're going to wrap up <laughs> <laughs> this, show, this show. for this. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to ask for any party comments from Mike's. So I'm just going to say thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsupp at gmail.com.
2: That's N U R T A N D S U P P at gmail.com or tweet us at Nurt and SUP on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Nurturing and supporting. Turn it.